0: We're just waiting for the cars to stop driving past the window because they're making too much noise and we don't have the equipment to block it out. (laughs) Are we good? Okay, I think we're good. Welcome to another episode of What in the Actual Factual. I'm realizing my notes setup isn't really good with the mic, so hopefully... They won't hear a rustling of paper too much anyways greetings holiday shoppers and all you online click baiters. this is for you well for the bad ones i say not really the bad ones I we won't say bad let's just say rude because we've been seeing a lot of complaints on the interwebs about the u.s postal service and how their packages aren't going to arrive in time for the holidays and they suck, and there are all these memes. And small businesses are also getting horrible responses from customers, blaming them for the delays, as well as harassing them for tracking information. So small business owners are constantly checking, you know, the tracking for their packages of their items, trying to, you know, give the best customer service possible, you know. And it's just... I don't know who these people are, but they are choosing to be pretty selfish during the most difficult time in the history of our country. They are shitting on the Postal Service because they can't get their mail on time. Now, I understand if it is for a medication or an important bill or a check or money of some sort. I get that. But if it's for just packages and stuff... I'm sorry, but you've either been blissfully unaware and living under a very sparkly bedazzled rock for the whole of 2020, or you just haven't made the connections. So that's what we're here to do. Let's take a little walk down memory lane, shall we? August of this year, the past summer. Doesn't seem too long ago, does it? Well, President Trump announced that he would hold up the funding for the U.S. Postal Service because he wanted to make it harder for people to safely and securely vote by mail during a global pandemic, which was pretty freaking necessary. We all remember that. It was covered in multiple news outlets. And also remember that the Postal Service's financial structure has been in jeopardy for years now. It ran a deficit of $8.8 billion in the last fiscal year, and they were in talks with the Treasury Department to get a $10 billion line of credit for the agency which was included in the CARES Act, which, remember, was approved by Congress this past March. Thing is, it hasn't happened. Without significant financial help, the U.S. Postal Service will run out of cash and slow down. Now, let's go back a little further. Remember on June 15th of this summer, we got ourselves a new postmaster general? Now, that was North Carolina businessman Louis DeJoy. Now, Louis DeJoy is no stranger. He has given millions of dollars to the Republican Party for years, as well as $1.2 million to the Trump campaign. Now, why should we have a person who has contributed millions of dollars to the Republican Party and candidates and was also in charge of fundraising for the Republican National Convention, a postmaster general, when, frankly, that person should be bipartisan, I really liked what Rep. Representative uh, Jerry Connolly from Virginia said to NPR about DeJoy's appointment. He said, quote, The idea that we would appoint and accept the appointment of a partisan political donor with no credentials is reckless and irresponsible and a stick in the eye by the Trump administration to a service Americans count on every day, End quote. Well, his first order of business once he was appointed reducing overtime for employees, and removing mail sorting machines. Do you guys remember this? According to an article by the Washington Post, a grievance was filed by the American Postal Workers Union saying that the Postal Service would remove 671 sorting machines, which are capable of sorting, get ready, 21.4 million pieces of paper mail every hour. That's insane. And to compare, the Postal Service handles up to 500 million pieces of mail each day. Now, granted, these cutbacks were apparently part of a plan put into place a while ago because, well, people aren't sending letters as much as they used to. And a lot of bills are now being done. The statements, you know, are available online. And, you know, it's all packages now for the most part. And the machines were to be removed in 49 states, as well as D.C. and Puerto Rico, and were based on population. So states with more people, a.k.a. quote, a larger U.S. Postal Service footprint, had more machines taken out. Um, rude. Also, we must remember that not only were the machines removed, but the blue mailboxes as well. You guys remember this? We saw... Hundreds of photos all over social media of mailboxes being removed, and that made it even more difficult for people to send their normal mail as well as their ballots. Now, the summer was barely over, right? And the mail was already backing up. You get it? And without those sorting machines, postal workers have to do it by hand. Now, can you imagine sorting through millions of pieces of mail each day by hand? That's insanity. And think about the overall process. You know, there are barcodes for tracking items throughout it, the sorting period, as well as the size of the letter or small package and weight. And lest we forget, you need a lot of postal workers to do this job. When there are budget cuts, not as many workers are going to be present in each branch to do this sorting. I remember waiting in line to mail a package recently and only one postal worker was at the counter to help people. And I overheard a customer in front of me say, is it because of COVID that you're the only one out here? And she replied, well, that's part of it, sure. And I knew. Removing sorting machines in the middle of a pandemic was not the move. Politics and budgets, you know, be damned. And since the beginning of this pandemic, Pandemic. Whoa. <laughs> Millions of Americans have been ordering everything possible online, both for their own safety and efficiency. Everyone's shopping. And couple that with the budget cuts of the U.S. Postal Service and massive spikes in the spread of COVID, as well as surpassing a devastating 300,000 deaths. And now, Private carriers such as UPS and FedEx cutting off deliveries from various retailers, therefore sending those orders of yours to, you guessed it, the US Postal Service. And what does that mean? It means you've got yourself one hell of a shit show holiday season. Oh, and lest we forget, there's still zero relief for the American people from the federal government. Meanwhile, Around the world, countries like Canada are providing citizens up to $1,400 per month, Australia just under $2,000 per month, Ireland around $1,700 per month, the United Kingdom up to $3,084 per month, Denmark up to $3,288 each month, and France and Germany coming for the win providing up to $7,000 per month to their citizens. Come on. So as many of you continue to add to cart, know that according to Adobe Analytics, online sales are expected to reach up to $189 billion this month. And the backlog of packages and mail threatens to also throw a giant wrench into the upcoming Georgia Georgia Senate runoff elections. So instead of complaining, especially to the post office and the small businesses who need our support now more than ever, think about the importance of holding our federal government accountable. And be patient. If you have a regular postal worker who drops off your mail each day, If you can afford it, maybe leave them a tip this holiday season, or leave out a goodie bag of cookies, a gift card, or even a simple note thanking them for what they do. And delivery workers are out there in this ridiculousness all day, every day. UPS, FedEx, and Amazon are included. People are trying to support themselves and their families just as much as the next person. So don't be that asshole who tracks their package and then complains, ugh, Great, it's coming via USPS. Especially on the internet for all to see, you know, because that's not cute. Be grateful that you even have this. Because in other places around the world, packages and mail take weeks no matter what. Take your aggravation and turn it into action. You know, zero tax dollars are used to operate the U.S. Postal Service. They rely on postage sales, products and services provided at each branch. And if half, just half of Americans buy a book of stamps, the U.S. Postal Service could raise up to $1.5 billion dollars you know, demand that the Postal Service receives the relief and funding that they need to keep the wheels turning smoothly. Just as much as you should be continuously demanding the federal government to provide relief to we, the American people, who are jobless, behind on the rent or mortgage payments, facing homelessness, or losing their small business. That is what you should be demanding right now instead of being pissed off about where your package is. Now more than ever, we have to not only continue to be kind to one another, but be patient with one another. So that is my hope for you. Continue to do those things as well as support your local everything. All the small businesses, especially the restaurant industry right now, they need us more than ever. If you can, go buy a book of stamps and thank your postal worker the next time you see them and just let them know that you see them. And you understand this episode is supported by no one, but we would love to have your support. If you're interested in supporting the What in the Actual Factual podcast, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at whatintheactualfactual@gmail.com, at gmail.com and be sure to follow us along on Instagram at whatintheactualfactual. Hopefully that episode wasn't too harsh, but it was our first one with cursing. Guys. So, yeah, but it had to be said because, you know, you see, everything is connected. Everything is connected. There are answers to all of that. You just got to follow the trail. So hopefully in, you know, the over the nine, 10 minutes, I covered some of that. But I mean, the information is out there. There's plenty of articles and social media posts with a lot of helpful information. Um, one that I really enjoy following is Restore the USPS. That's on Instagram. They have a ton of amazing infographics and initiatives to help support the U.S. Postal Service and the actions that you can take. Also, for those in Georgia, if you need voter information, vote.org has you covered. Um, trying to think of if there's anything else I need to add. But I can remember something I want to add, but it has nothing to do with this episode. It was had to do with the first episode about kitchen knives. <laughs> I was just upset because I forgot to also mention as an alternative chef's knife is a santoku knife. Which, they're kind of cool, they curve downward, like, you know, whatever, but... I'm mad that I didn't mention that. And then there's also another knife called a nakiri knife. and that's But that's mainly used for like chopping vegetables and stuff. So I guess, okay, I guess I'm mentioning that right now in this episode that has nothing to do with cooking. But yeah, we're we're mentioning it. So for those listening, if you listened to the first episode and you wanted to know a little bit more, there it is. And some more kitchen essentials will be coming your way soon. So that about wraps up another episode of What in the Actual Factual. Thanks so much for joining us. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at what in the actual Factual. We also have a website coming soon. And if you want to send us an email with a question, a kitchen conundrum, a story that you'd like to share, or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at whatintheactualfactual at gmail.com. See you next time.